Well, we've been experiencing some extraordinary times over the past couple of months, haven't we? I mean, <laughs> extraordinary. This pandemic and then all of the outcomes of it, like the quarantine and the isolation and the uncertainty economically and, and just the follow-on to that pandemic with the heart-wrenching displays of injustice and the social unrest. It's just been extraordinary. And without a doubt, these crazy times have brought us all to a unity of thought where we're basically saying, oh, give me back just a little slice of normal. And if you're not there, I, I certainly am. And I have to tell you, the, the problem I have, I have to think through my, my thoughts, my motivations, the things I'm longing for. And so when I think of, man, I'd just like a little slice of normal again, I have to remind myself that Though normal doesn't include a global pandemic and a shutdown of the economy, normal still comes loaded with all kinds of harsh and, and negative realities. It's not like there's ever a normal where we don't have things that we have to struggle with and wrestle with, especially within. In fact, as we clamor to get back to our view of normal, whatever that is, this weekend I just just feel like it's important to remind you of our shared reality. We as human beings have a shared reality, and this is it. In this world, we will be constantly bombarded with negative influences. I mean, there's no escaping it. it look, I, I, I love the world, and I love life, and I, I love being alive and all the great things that come with it, but there's no such thing as living our lives in this world without being constantly beat up with or bombarded with negative, very negative influences. And what I love about the Bible is that God, God doesn't hide reality from us. He doesn't run from reality. And I, I know sometimes people who are religious and express a religious faith kind of do. Everything's sunshiny and roses, and if you have enough faith, everything will be okay. But... but just know the Bible's not like that. I mean, look at 1 John 5, 19. It really puts it in a stark way. We know that we are children of God. That's a positive reality. We can walk with God. We can know God. We can have his promises. And as we sang earlier, God will do what he said he will do, and he'll stand by his word, and he will come through. We know that we're children of God, and that's great. But then look, but we also know that the whole world is under the control of the evil one. And just because we know God doesn't mean that we're not going to experience the bombardment of the negative influences of the evil one. He, he's the king, the prince, the author of all negative influence. And man, he's running fast and furious and he's in control. And, and yet we look around and we feel like we're the only ones often that are struggling and wrestling and being bombarded with negativity. And we see other people and we think, why do they have it so good? But here's, here's what we need to remember. I know I do because my eyes can often play with my view of reality as well. But looks are deceiving. What, what we see with our eyes can be extremely extremely deceiving. How someone appears on the outside can deceive us into thinking that unlike us, they have no negative or dark struggles on the inside. But that's just absolutely wrong. When we 
when we surrender to that deception, we're missing the reality. And the reality is that on a daily basis, the majority of people are fighting very negative and, and very dark secret battles. I, I mean, just think about it. Yes, the pandemic, and yes, all the unrest that's going on, but, but in the midst of it, we experience our own secret inward and very negative battles at times. There, there are a lot of people who deal with addiction battles. And just think of this. It's, it's a powerful force of negativity and it, it rages within them all the time and it doesn't go away when there's a pandemic. I mean, their only struggle wasn't the pandemic and the quarantine. It just heightened and multiplied the struggle they had with with their addictions. And there are others who have esteem and self-worth battles where they, they just can't find a sense of their value and their meaning. They feel so beat down. And, and that doesn't go away with the pandemic. In fact, it, it can be heightened and multiplied because they're isolated and alone and they can start feeling like they deserve it. And there are people who are wrestling with relational battles. All of us. All of us are imperfect and flawed. All of us bring our own dysfunction into our relationships. So there's no such thing as a perfect relationship. But, but there are some people who really are fighting relationship battles. And then the pandemic comes and those don't go away. Those are magnified. There are those who are battling with failure and battling with fear also magnified during a time like the pandemics and then battles with temptations of every kind and we all face those temptations aren't something that other people wrestle with that we don't or that we wrestle with and others don't look what god says in first corinthians 10:13 no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind to humankind we all wrestle with temptation because the reality is that as long as we're in this world we're going to be bombarded with negative influences that attack us at our weakest spot or that we experience the most pressure from them in our weakest spots so yeah, i have a question have i have i managed to encourage you yet have i lifted you up are you really glad that you joined with us this weekend so i could blow sunshine all over you and <laughs> i know look uh, some of you are going yeah happy father's day right no the encouragement's coming but can i tell you what you should be encouraged by the bible and god's word and his truth don't ignore the realities that we experience they don't pretend that we don't have struggles and we don't have fights and we don't have battles and here at northridge we certainly don't i'm Man, I fight many battles, these secret things within, and we all do, we're flawed. But, but here's where the encouragement really comes in. God's truth can help us overcome them, give us victory over them. In fact, I, I really want to share with you this truth this weekend. I think it can be extremely positive to those of us who are dads and granddads celebrating Father's Day, but it can be extremely positive for all of us as well. And here's the truth. The positive influence of God's truth is more powerful than the negative influence of the world. I mean, it's true that we're going to be bombarded with negative influence as long as we're in this world, but the positive influence of God's truth is bigger more powerful than the negative influence of this world. 
And the Bible's filled with that. But let me give you a, a poetic illustration of it from Psalm 119. Just two verses, verses 9 and 11. It says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity? And you, you know, in this world, it's so hard to stay morally upright. It's so, so hard to keep our integrity and live lives of care. It's tough. The younger you are, the tougher it is, really, because you don't have the perspective. But it says, how can a young person stay on the path of purity, on the foundation of integrity? Here's how. By living according to your word, O oh God. Because God's word is a positive influence that can totally overcome the negative influences of this world. And then he says in verse 11, I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. The, the way I avoid su succumbing to the negative influences of this world is by filling my soul with the positive influence of your truth, God. And what the psalmist said for him is, God's word to each and every one of us. We can overcome the bombardment of the negative by exposing ourselves to God's positive truth. Now, this is so important that I just, I don't know, I was wanting to find a way that I could stamp it in your soul a little bit, stamp it in your memory a little bit beyond just saying it. And so uh, the team came up with uh, an experiment, a way to visualize it for you. And I really do think this will help shape your memory around the fact that, that this truth can be real in your life that we're talking about this weekend. And so it starts obviously with us. Every single one of us living in this world has life. And then we all, as long as we're in this world, you saw it in the reality, as long as we're in this world, we're going to be bombarded by negative influences. And so this vessel, you know, is representative of the negative influences and, and the world. And then the truth is that God's positive truth and influence can totally overcome the world's negative influence in our lives. It's just fact. And I, I want you to get it. I want you to see it. I want you to want it in your life. So here's the picture to help you Remember it, as long as we're in the world, we're going to be bombarded by negative influence. And so there it is. And, you know, over time, as we experience the negative influence, it starts sticking and staining and starts moving us. It's like the Bible says, you know, good character can be corrupted by bad company. And that's exactly what goes on all the time. But the positive influence of God's truth can can totally remove the power of the world over us. And a great example is we have to, of course, expose ourselves to it. We have to choose to internalize it, to apply it to our lives. But when we do, look what happens. It literally wins. When we surrender ourselves to God's truth, it overcomes all the influence of the world in our lives. And this is a truth that can change our lives. This is a truth that can change our world. And I have to share with you personally, this is a truth that has changed me. So the rest of our conversation on this Father's Day weekend is going to be about how, how we can make the right choice, how we can apply this to our life. And so let me start with like a statement of application, the so what of the whole conversation. If we're going to experience God's best in our lives, we can't surrender to the fiery darts of negative influence from this world. If we're going to experience God's best in this world, then we need to 
be motivated by, compelled by, driven by God's truth and influence. And so if we're going to experience God's best, we must intentionally and strategically expose ourselves to the positive influence of God's truth so that we can live lives experiencing God's best. And this is where we're at in the book of Philippians, in that letter to the church at Philippi. We've already seen how in chapter 4, the opening part, he was teaching us to stand firm because, man, having Jesus is the only way you're going to experience the best of life. And as a part of that, he talked about if we're going to stand firm, if we're going to experience God's best, then we need to think about the right things. And I want to take a deep dive into that right now. Look at Philippians 4.8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So here's the truth about the negative influence of the world. It tries to get us dwelling on and obsessing on and influenced by everything that's negative, not what's true, but what's false, not what's noble, but what's ignoble, what, not what's right, but what's wrong, not by what's pure, but what's impure, not by what's lovely, but by what's dark and ugly and evil, not by what's admirable, but the opposite. And so we don't experience what's excellent. We don't experience what's praiseworthy. We don't experience God's best because we're thinking about the wrong things. But when we intentionally and strategically expose ourselves to God's truth, it can change what we think about. And there are some keys that we have to understand. If we're going to strategically and intentionally expose ourselves to God's truth, then we've got to get it in our life. And one way is what we're doing right now. We're hearing it. I'm just kind of opening God's word and, and sharing it with you, encouraging you about it. And the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It's a way that we can get faith, grow in faith, become strong in faith. We've got to hear it. You're doing that. We need to get a bunch of other people doing that. But then we need to go further. We need to be reading it ourselves because... I mean, we're experiencing the negative influence of the world all the time on our own, and we need to be combating it all the time on our own, and reading's a great way. And, and we should even go deeper than that. We should study God's truth because we do deep dives into the world, right, into all the negative influences and all that's going on with 24-7 news cycles. Well, we need, to, we need to do that with God's positive truth so that we can overcome the negative influence and we can do it by memorizing it in fact that's what psalm 119 was saying I, I i can overcome sin i can overcome the negative influences of the world when i hide your word in my heart memorizing it gives us constant access to the truth that can set us free from the negative and one last way is meditating, you know, just by redundantly going over God's truth time and time again. Because the more we expose ourselves to God's word, the more probable it will be for us to think about it instead of the negative stuff. And so that's it. That's, that's the whole idea. We, we need to expose ourselves to God's truth so that we can overcome the negative that's going to bombard us on a daily basis if we're going to experience God's best. So here's... Here's what I want to do. I want to share with you how I go about doing this because it doesn't have nat happen naturally for me. 
And it probably doesn't happen naturally to you. And I know I'm a pastor and people think, oh man, he must think about the Bible all the time. I, I'm going to tell you, I have to intentionally, strategically choose or the negative becomes more powerful in my life than God's positive. And you have to do the same thing. And, and so I've come up with some practical suggestions that have helped me that I want to share with you. I'll call them action steps that we can take that can help us to expose ourselves to God's positive truth so that we can overcome all the negative influence we're going to have in our, in our lives. And wherever you're at in your world, I know you need this. And I really think it can help. So here's the first action step. If we're really going to experience God's best and expose ourselves to God's truth, then one way, we have to combat the world's bad news with God's good news. We actually kind of have to see it as a battle. And we have to say, well, I know I'm in a battle with this negative influence, so I need to combat all the world's bad news with the good news from God. I love how the psalmist said it in Psalm 1. Look at verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the one. Blessed, by the way, means satisfied, content, fulfilled. Everything we're looking for in life, experiencing God's best, is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way with the, the sinners take or sit in the company of the mockers. And what he's saying is, blessed, experiencing God's best, are those who don't let the world's influence be their primary influence. It'll take them down. And then he says, but you're blessed when instead of doing that, you delight in the law of the Lord and you meditate on his law day and night. You, you consistently combat the negative with God's positive truth. And then it tells you the outcome. That person, rather than being destroyed, rather than being felled, rather than being messed up and damaged, that person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, whose leaf does not wither. And whatever they do prospers, no matter how bad the influence, they prosper. And of course, this weekend, we're celebrating Father's Day. And so I, I want to throw in some encouragement for you dads, some encouragement that can maybe help you in the whole parenting process, which is so valuable. And I have to tell you, in my experience as a dad and a granddad, I have found that one of my greatest fears about all the negative influences in our world isn't about how it's going to impact and hurt me. It's about how it's going to impact and potentially hurt my kids and grandkids. It's, it's about how the world's negative influence can destroy them. And here's what I want you to see. God's word can shield us from the negative of the world but it can also help us as parents, as dads, shield our children or our grandchildren from it. In fact, I want to give you a verse, Ephesians chapter 6, verse 16. It says, in addition to all this, take up the shield of faith. And I, I remember, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So the way to take up the shield, the protection of faith, is by, by exposing yourself strategically to God's word. And then it says, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I mean, the evil one who's in control of the world, as we've seen in this world, we're going to be constantly bombarded by his fiery darts, by his negative influence. And we can take up the shield of faith, God's truth, and shield ourselves and our kids. In fact, let me show you a, pic that, a picture that just really dramatically impacted me. 
I mean, a dad holding up the shield of faith, God's positive truth to protect himself, yes, but, but to protect his child. Man, that's a picture that really stirs my heart and my emotions. And dads, I, I just want to encourage you. Don't just apply this weekend's truth to your own life. Apply it to your families, to your kids. The truth is that the positive influence of God's truth is more powerful than the negative influence of the world. The reality is your kids, your family is going to experience a bombardment of negative influence in their life. And, and if we're going to help shield them, if we're going to help guide them, if we're going to make a difference in their life, then we have to, we have to combat on their behalf all the world's negative influences with God's truth. We have to hold up that shield of faith, and I want to encourage you to do it. In fact, I, I want to tell you, I think it's the single most important thing a dad can do. Single most important thing parents can do. Moms, you too. This is the battle. Too many times we surrender to the idea that education's the big battle or helping our kids get great jobs the battle, and those are important. Too many times, we, if they could just compete in sports, man, that'll be great. And those are all okay. But the one great value that we can provide is to combat the negative influences of the world with the positive influences of God's truth. And I want to encourage you as I give you each of these action step ideas that you apply them to yourself as individuals, but also apply them to yourself and your families. And so that brings us to the second action step. I just want to encourage you. Remember, the goal here is to strategically, intentionally be thinking on the right things, thinking on what's true and noble and good and admirable, you know, so that we can experience God's best. And I, one way to do it, yeah, combat the world with God's truth, but sometimes my thoughts just go really astray, and I have found there's a way that I can get them back. I redirect my thoughts with praise and worship. And this might sound odd on the front end, but, but I'm telling you, it's really helped me. And it's a biblical truth. A lot of times I'll be experiencing all kinds of negative influence in my life. It'll just be there and, and I'll get into God's word and I'll do combat. But I mean, my emotions are still having a hard time wrestling with it. And, and I believe God's given us praise and worship so that so that through music it can get into our heart, it can get beyond what we're thinking of, and it can saturate us with his truth and get us thinking the right thoughts. In fact, it's a very biblical thing. Look at Ephesians 5, 19 and 20. Speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit. Praise and worship. Sing and make music from your heart. This isn't just a head thing now. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord, always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And I read that, how can I give thanks to God for everything? You see, I can, I can give thanks to God when I'm experiencing the positive realities of his promises, and I can do that when I'm thinking according to his positive truth and its influence in my life. And praise and worship is like that. And, and you shouldn't wait until we have a church service and our great worship team does this. You, I mean, you should find it on whatever music streaming service you have. You should get whatever way you listen to your music and you should try and listen to it. I do it as a part of my devotional life so that I can redirect my thoughts. Look at Colossians 3.16. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through praise and worship, psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. 
There, there are a lot of reasons in this world as we experience its negative influence for us not to be grateful. But we can always have gratitude in our hearts when we're thinking according to God's positive truth. And praise and worship is one way to get us there. There's another action step that I take so that I can think on the right things, that God's truth wins out over the world's negativity. I, I, I've learned that I need to look beyond the craziness of our world to creation. It really does help change my thinking. You know, when I can escape from all the craziness of man-made conversations and man-made devastation and man-made injustice and the betrayals I've experienced and the uncertainties in the world, it's just sometimes good to escape from all of that, turn off all your technology screens and to go out and do a, just look at creation and let God bring positive thoughts to you. I love how the psalmist says it in Psalm 8, verses 3 and 4. When I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon and the stars, which you have set in place, it changes me. What is mankind that you're mindful of them? They're not in control. They're, they're not going to win. What are human beings that you care for them? It's like, wow, God, you love us in spite of our craziness. You're amazing. It gets us focusing on God's truth instead of the world's negative influence. I find that taking time to genuinely look at the beauty of God's creation has an amazing power to renew and strengthen me. And I think it can do it for you as well, to give us back our focus. Man, I always try and think in terms of, of God behind what I see. And so when I see a sunrise or a sunset, I, I just thank God for painting it for me. When I see a great mountain or the majesty of an ocean, it's like, God, it's an amazing thing you gave us that. I can't believe you, who has the power to do that, care about me. And it changes my thoughts from being a victim and ungrateful and from a world out of control to a world where I can think on God's truth. For me, there's another action step that helps. It's, I have to seek to begin and end each of my days with thoughts of God. And I know you see me, I'm a pastor, and you go, ah, oh, it's just natural for you. It is not natural for me to wake up thinking about God. I wake up thinking about coffee, if I'm honest, by nature. And it's like, it's not natural for me to go to sleep and want to think about God. But man, when I, when I seek to begin and end my day with thoughts of God, it changes the influence the world has on me to the power of God's influence over me. I love how the psalmist said it in Psalm 63. Look at verses 1 and 6. Oh God, you're my God. Early will I seek you. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh longs for you in a dry and thirsty land where there is no water. And then he jumps and says, and when I remember you on my bed, remember, I'm seeking you in the morning, thinking about you in the morning. And when I remember you on my bed, I meditate on you in the night watches. I just believe with all of my heart that one of the ways to, to not be destroyed by the negative influences of the world, but to be a person who experiences God's best because of God's positive influence, it can change by intentionally choosing to think him of him first and last. And here's what happens to me. When I think of him last before I go to sleep, I almost always wake up in the morning exactly where my thinking left off, thinking of him again. It can change you. Another action step for me is, and I really want to encourage you with this, make church a consistent part of your life. 
Make church a consistent part of your family's life, your kid's life. And the word consistent is really important here. Look at how God says it in Hebrews 10, 24, and 25. Let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. It's talking about darkness growing. And, and you might go, how do we, we can't get together at church right now. Church isn't a building. Now, we have this building, so it's a space we can all gather in. That's great. I can't wait till we can do it again. I can't wait till we can do it again. But we're still gathering. Right now, we're gathering in Jesus' name, encouraging each other, spurring each other on to love and good works. And, and it's important to do it consistently because the world's negative bombardment never stops. The evil one's fiery darts never stop. And we need to get together and encourage each other. It's like I said just before we worshiped through giving earlier. I needed that song. God will do what he said he'd do. He'll stand by his word. He will come through. I needed that. That only comes when we get together. And I, I just encourage you, if not just for you, for your families, if our kids are going to experience God's best as the next generation, if our kids are going to embrace God as the reality of their lives, you need to know that the world is throwing every single negative influence it can against them. And we need to give them as much of God's positive truth as we can. Be consistent about it. And as my last action step, and this is important for me, we need to take time every single week for appropriate rest and renewal. We really do. I have just found that when I'm physically weary, I am losing my soul and my spiritual life. I make my worst decisions. I, I'm more influenced by the world's negativity when I'm weak physically than at any other time, which is why Jesus did this with the disciples. Look at Mark 6:31. Then because so many people were coming and going that they did not have a chance to eat, he said to them, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. I don't know if you see this, but important stuff was going on. People were coming. They were being touched spiritually. Their lives were being changed. Big stuff was going on. And yet Jesus himself came and interrupted all the great work. And he says, hey, guys, you need to come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Because God knows he's the one that made us and wired us up. When we're breaking down physically, we're going to break down spiritually. When we're broken down physically, we're going to be absolutely destroyed by the negative influences of this world. Take time every week for rest and renewal. I know I have to. But that just brings me to a prerequisite. Just before I kind of conclude this conversation and we move back into worship, I, I, I want to remind you that if we're going to experience God's positive truth overpowering the world's negativity, we we have to start with making the choice to follow Jesus, to experience his forgiveness and his new life. The disciples that Jesus came and said, hey, come, by, come with me to a quiet place and get some rest, they had already chosen to follow him. The reason they were experiencing God's best and being used in such a mighty way was because they had already chosen to follow him. Have you? just want to encourage you. Don't do life alone. Don't do life without him. Don't do life with him on the outside. Invite him into your life. Choose to follow him. 
the reason he died on that cross is so that he could forgive us of all the negative guilt and shame and darkness of our bad choices. And the reason he rose again was so that we could have the new life that we so desperately need. But to experience it, we need to choose it. So just before we worship, I'm going to pray. And I want to encourage you, if you've never invited him into your life, would you pray with me? Take my words and make them yours. Just say in your heart. You can say it out loud or in your heart. Just Jesus, I just absolutely need you in my life. And so by faith, I'm asking you to forgive my sin through your death on the cross. Give me new life based upon your resurrection. And Jesus, I just pray with all of my heart that you'd help me to stand firm in the positives of your truth, even in the onslaught of negative influence in this world. And I'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you just prayed with me, you're going to see a text number on the screen. And I just follow that, those instructions. We'd love to give you a New Testament Bible and ideas and suggestions of how to take your next steps in your relationship with God. Just let us know, and then we'll celebrate with you what you've done. And, and we're so excited that you've stepped into the family of God that way. But here, here's how I want to conclude before worship. I, I, let's just acknowledge it. Yes, yes, yes. The reality is that in this world, we're going to be constantly bombarded with negative influence. Let's stop being surprised when we experience the negative influences of our world. It's going to happen. It's a part of life. But the truth is that the positive influence of God's truth is more powerful than all the negative influences the world can throw at us. So to ensure that all of us and our families will experience God's best, here's what I want to encourage Starting now, let's together make the commitment to intentionally and strategically expose ourselves to the positive influences of God's truth so that we can stand against it, so we can experience God's best. If we do, we won't regret it. If we don't, we'll regret it forever. Would you pray with me? Father, I thank you for this moment. When we can declare this truth, we can understand this truth, we can see this truth. Now I pray that you'd help us to live this truth, to make this commitment, to overcome the negative influences of the world with the positive influence of your truth, to do everything we can to live in it and to help our families live in it. And help this truth not fade away. And we'll thank you in Jesus' name.